Thank you for tuning in to the Attack and Release Show. My name is Matt, and I am joined by my good friend from Nashville, Sam Moses. Hi. On today's episode, you're going to hear from two guys who have never won a Grammy talk about the Grammys. And you can take this episode one of two ways. These are two guys talking about the Grammys who have never won a Grammy, or you can who are like bitter or if like it, like the whole table was turned and we had won awards it would the episode would just kind of look like you're talking down to people who have never won a grammy so there's no <laughs> real right way to approach this topic you're either going to be two dudes who haven't won a grammy saying oh we don't need that shit or <laughs> We're going to be two people who have that, or maybe one person who has that. It's like, ah, it's no big deal. <laughs> Let me just polish this baby up. <sighs> oh, yeah. just I'll just put this next to, next to my other four Grammys. <laughs> we used to... Uh, I used to call my grandmother Grammy. <laughs> so she will not be mentioned in this one. She's not so, no award. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, we're going to be chatting a little bit about award shows. And Sam is a voting member of the Grammys. He has a couple other things with their legislative body. And we'll get into that a little bit. And we're going to see, like, our reward, our rewards, awards, whatever. Is it actually worth anything? Is it just, uh, is it a popularity contest? Is it just a bunch of bullshit? So that's what we're going to get into today. Getting into it. And... If our planning does not suck, this episode should air right before or like the week of the Grammys. So like right after. No, right before. Right before. Yes. That's our hope. Yes. Whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So, Sam. Yeah? (laughs) Do you know we had a merch store, Sam? I do know. I know we have a merch store. Yes. I spent money to buy that merchandise <laughs> to then in sell January. And hopefully make it back. <laughs> in January, I don't know how much merch we will have left, but if we do have merch left, you should go check it out at theattackandreleaseshow.com. Mm-hmm. Click on the shop button and go buy yourself a It's Okay to Be Loud mug. It's a great mug. I make fucking bangers That's mug. A good one too. Tube socks. A stereo pair. If you lose one in the wash, you'll have that nice vintage mono tone. <laughs> and uh, that's good. We also got some resting glasses. So we sell them in pairs. Don't drink alone or do whatever. Uh, but yeah, they're pretty vibey. You should go check those out too. That's so, our ad. Anywho, that's the ad. Anywho, Sam, you want to jump into this episode? I'd like to jump in, and I'd also like to get into it. I feel like uh, get into it was something we said a few minutes ago, and that could be our our thing of 2020. Let's get into it. So long as there's not a mouth noise associated with like the phrase "get into it," then, then I think I'm good. It makes me want to go it. like, "Woo, let's get into it." Um, Woo! I was thinking of some like creepy, like mouth noise. Probably that not. just sounds weird, and probably not going to do that. Oddly terrible. <laughs> We'll have to so, marinate on that one. On let's get into it. 
So maybe the vote is still out <laughs> on what we're going to say yes. in 2020. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. Sam. Matt. Are you ready to... Nah, I don't know what we're ready to do. In, we're ready to do ready this episode. Let's do the episode. Let's let's do it. Come on. All right. So I'm going to tee you up. Tee me up. This is me teeing you up. Tee ball. Here we Sam, go. Sam. Matt. Tell me about the Grammys. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Done uh, painting with broad brushes here. Here we go. Grammys. The Grammys, also known more formally as the Recording Academy. That's what we call it, us members. We call it the Academy. Is a organization that exists to basically peer evaluate and award the different areas that are in the music industry. So when I was growing up, I used to watch the Grammys all the time. And I thought it was very cool. And I thought it was the end-all, be-all award, which it kind of is. Most people view the Grammys as the best award in music. Um, But I never really understood how they functioned, why they functioned, how do you win a Grammy. Most people think that it's a popularity contest or based on sales or streams or gold records or units moved. And I remember the first time I was very confused watching the Grammys was when Arcade Fire won a Grammy and they performed. And I remember A, not knowing who Arcade Fire was, which doesn't mean they weren't popular, but then the performance was so strange. And then the next day, everybody was like, who is this band, the Arcade Fire? How in the world would they ever win a Grammy? And this was probably when I was maybe in college, high school, end of high school, college, can't remember. It was a while ago. And then I finally looked up the Grammys and learned that it is a peer-to-peer evaluation and there is a voting system within the Academy and you can only have your album considered or nominated if it is submitted by a voting member. So that began to blow my mind and also get me more curious to what the Grammys were. And I quickly learned that they are way more than just an award show. They do things um, all over the world to make the music industry a better place, which is one of the unique things the Grammys or the Academy does that other award shows really do nothing outside of award people things based on popularity. The Recording Academy is in place to help shape and improve the current industry And they do that by, they have a program called Music Cares, which is basically a mental health program that is absolutely free for anyone listening. If you at all struggle with any sort of mental health issue, depression, anxiety, suicide, eating disorder, drug, alcohol abuse, there is a company called Music Cares. You can just Google it and you can go get help for free anonymously and the Academy will just pay for it all. And it's pretty crazy, but that's legitimately what they do. Um, Then they do different things with legislation. Um, I've been a part of a lot of the music, like the Music Modernization Act that went through. I was a part of signing that. Um, We just did a thing called the AMFM, 
Act, which is to help get AMFM to pay royalties, performance royalties for songs when they are played on the radio, which that was something I was unaware, but and most people don't know is that currently on AMFM radio in America, you do not get paid uh, for performance when your song is played on the radio. Satellite and streaming are required. And if you're outside the U.S., it's required. But there is this little loophole that is basically screwing people out of billions of dollars of payout. So that's something we're currently working on is um, working with different congressmen and Republicans, Democratic people, and trying to move that act forward to get in place so people can get paid. So that's just a... A few quick things that the Academy does and that I'm a part of. I am a voting member. Um, That means I get to nominate albums and then vote on them of who gets nominated and then who actually wins the award. I was able to do this by having the requirements and recommendations from people in the industry. I had to have a certain amount of actual credits that the Academy recognizes Um, And then I had to have recommendations from either current Grammy winners or people on the board, which I had that done. Some of my clients are those people. And then you apply and you pay a fee to kind of take care of everything, all the paperwork, and then you either get in or you don't. So I got in and I've been a voting member for three years and I've found it to be pretty sweet. I've learned a ton about the music industry. I've learned that the Grammy Academy is the only peer-to-peer review um, award system, which is kind of nice. It's basically their goal is to have professionals um, voting and awarding other professionals. It is not an award show for just popularity or quantity. They really try to focus on, and I do too, we... Every song that gets submitted gets listened to lots of times um, to help weed out the songs that are actually worth being considered and those that are not. It's very hard to win a Grammy. There's a lot of people in the industry that kind of poo-poo the Grammys or the Dove Awards, um, but the process is extensive. Um, It is very highly competitive And the best of the best are evaluating your music and deciding if it's worthy, if it really is the best performance or the best song or the best engineered album. There are a lot of top people who we all look up to that are, at the end of the day, listening to these things going, this is represents the best of this year. And so that's something I'm a part of. And then I'm also a part of a thing called Grammy Next in EXT, which is kind of a program where they pick um, around 25, they call them younger people. I don't know what the age cutoff is, but basically kind of the best of the best in the industry within your chapter. So there's, I think there's only like a dozen total chapters in the country. So I'm a part of the Nashville chapter as a mastering engineer. And that is a little more heavily involved with the board and the the legislative stuff and the processes and um, 
It requires me to go to meetings and participate and show up and basically fight for everybody listening. I am fighting for you to get paid more. Uh, We're always talking about streaming. We're talking about last meeting. We talked a ton about credit, making sure people are getting credited. That is something that like the Recording Academy fights diligently on is trying to get digital regulation um, so that people, when they make an album, that it's clearly defined who produced it, who wrote it, you know, who needs to get paid. So those are all things that I am fighting alongside, uh, representing all of you people. The longer I do this, the more I see it as an honor. Um, It's a gift to represent the masses of people that I work with. And um, I really enjoy it. It's changed my whole view of the industry. Uh, It's also shown me that there are a ton of great people in the music industry. It is not all bad at all. It's actually all, most of it's really good. There's just a few bad things that can usually get the highlights (laughs) of the news, which is not uncommon. Um, But it's just been a really good experience. And I would encourage everyone, if you're at all curious about how can you actually impact the music industry or, you know, if you ever want to win a Grammy, you know, having being on being a voting member, all that helps on some level. And um, it's just a great way to get involved. Like a lot of people I see online are always asking, like, how do we do something? Or they just go to Facebook and rant and doing ranting on social media really never solves anything. Um, but this is one of those proactive things where you can participate. And there's also just a, um, not just a, I don't want to say just a, there's a professional (coughs) membership within the academy that's not voting power, but it allows you to uh, basically get your feet wet within the academy and learn what it's about and if you want to participate further. So the Grammy, the Recording Academy, it's highly interactive if you're part of it. Um, It's definitely not like a passive uh, just use the name for popularity or use it to try and get clients. They've upped their filtering process pretty heavily the last few years to get out people and keep people out that are just kind of doing this as a hobby. It's definitely very much a professional organization that tries to honor and improve the industry as a whole. So... Within that, we, of course, have the big award show that happens once a year this year. it's If our timing's right, it'll probably be happening this next week. Um, and there are awards for just about everything. What we see is only like a snippet of the actual awards, but there are awards for like <coughs> album art, album liner notes. There's Grammys for music video, for packaging. There's Grammys for all sorts of things that go on and make up the industry that most people don't know. Like what we see is just, they call them like the the popular general field awards is what you see on the show. And those are the usually the biggest ones. Um, so that happens and um, people that win an award, Nothing really changes. I think that's one of like within this episode and it gets in kind of to the the bigger topic at hand is like I work with Grammy winners, Dove Award winners, I nominate things and people win 
And it's really awesome. It's great within the Grammys. It's a peer-to-peer evaluation, so that's why it's sought after and kind of respected as the highest award because it's actual professionals saying you are the best this year within the industry, contextually bound. So that's why it's kind of sought after. Um, but once you win that award, like you don't really get paid anything. There's no like monetary gain. <laughs> you don't get like a million dollar check with it. Um, you could get the publicity of it. Um, you could advertise it, leverage it. It does mean something within the industry on the pro level to have won a Grammy. Kind of obviously validates that you're a part of the industry on some level and can be trusted um, to perform professionally. And so, you know, there's some benefit to that. But within, since I've joined, like, over the last few years and even before this, like on forums and things, there's a lot of people who are just trying to leverage awards or potential awards. There's a lot of people blurring lines of saying like they're recognized by the Grammys or they're a part of something when they really actually didn't even <clears throat> win or get nominated. They just happen to be on the project. And that's one of the things like the Grammys have so many categories. They really do a good job at awarding every part of the process of making music. And you'll have people that say like, oh, I want a Grammy. And the Grammy might be for like best album art or something. And they had nothing to do with the album art. You know, the Grammy was given because of the album art, not because of the music. So that's a thing. So like there's an album I've worked on, a Dove Award, that won a Dove Award for actual album art. (laughs) And so I am technically a part of that. But nothing I did sonically really is in that award. So I don't go around saying, like, I'm a Dove Award winner. <laughs> like, even though the album I worked on won that award. Because I just don't feel like that's right. But there's a lot of people on here or on the internet, in the internets, and even in town that blur lines of what they have done and not done. Um, because they think they need to do that in order to um, show that they are good enough. And this, to me, gets into the heart of the awards thing. For me, awards are neither good or bad. And at the end of the day, I think it's all about like what the reward does for you. And for me, it's always a, a question of, I used to have this goal, like I wanted a Grammy by the age of 30. I made that goal when I was 21. Excuse me, I just burped. <laughs> and nice. Um, and when I was 21, I wanted to win that award because I wanted affirmation that I was the best. Like it was ego driven. It was trying to prove to people that I was good at music. And I thought, all right, nine years, 10 years, I'm going to win this Grammy and then I'll be awesome. Or something. (laughs) Talking about it out loud now seems so silly. Now that I understand how it works. But it really awards, whether it's a Grammy, a gold record, platinum record, AMA, CMA, CMT, all these award shows there are now. It's all about whether it's an ego-driven thing or is it, you know, are you winning this award as a byproduct of making great art? And I think that's, to me, when we talk about awards, whether people listening have awards or not, or regardless of if Matt and I win Grammys or Doves or have them or don't have them, 
at the end of the day for me, all the awards and all the even things I've accomplished, like it's just about the the context of it is, you know, am I trying to win this award and show this off because my ego needs to and I'm trying to get my validation and affirmation from this award? Or is it just happened to be a fun byproduct of creating great art? And I think within that, like, in town, I mean, the music industry is highly competitive. And I think there's a lot of a lot of things that win awards now outside of the Grammys that are more based on popularity and quantity, especially with, like, streaming. And we're now considering streaming qualifies now for, like, gold and platinum-type records and can be considered for Grammys now, too. Digitals, you can submit that way. Um, it's just kind of rewarding these quick, like, almost quantity over art and I know that's kind of like a that's a moving target what I just said because obviously if, if there's millions of people streaming your song on some levels I think people like it <laughs> but on some level it's a different um, <clears throat> our industry has shifted into to content consumption over um, I guess appreciation of art how it used to be and this isn't me saying like we need to go back to an old time or like there was a golden age where people really appreciated music, even the days of vinyl and everything. Like even though you had to sit down and like make a conscious effort to put it on, that vinyl was careful, carefully curated by a label or someone usually to get to you. And it was very much based on politics and sales and, and trying to make money and entertainment, which is fine. Part of the world and the industry we're in. We like to be entertained, and we like to compensate people for their work, so that's fine. But I think now we're seeing more and more people winning things and claiming things with streaming. Like you have people who claim, like I have, I've had a number one. Well, they had a number one on like Reverb Nation in their hometown for like two weeks, but they just say like I have a number one record. So there's a lot of like blurriness going on. Um, that people can take advantage of in awards. Like, I don't want to say they're not as important as they used to be, but I think there's definitely been a decline in like the prestigiousness of the awards that are given out, which is kind of natural when you think about it, which kind of gets into streaming too of like my theory and view of streaming is like every time a stream happens, the stream gets devalued because there's more and more streams. So in theory, like every time there's another gold record, gold records become less sought after, less rare. So anytime there's more Grammys, the Grammys, at this stage, there's thousands of Grammys in circulation. So the Grammy becomes less rare. Whereas like year one in the Grammys, there was like 12 Grammys. So like that's a really rare thing. So every year that we do music as a whole, these award shows and the way we evaluate the success of an album was a gold album, platinum album, diamond, you know, double platinum. It kind of loses its um, loses its value to me and the prestigiousness of it and the specialness of it. And it doesn't mean these people haven't worked really hard or that, you know, I haven't worked really hard to get some of the things I have awards. And it's it's just though an observation of 
the current context of the award system and how the internet has allowed people to blur kind of the award type systems and claim things, I think is becoming a bit of an issue because it's really just misrepresentation of why we do music and why we do art and why we're creators. And um, I think that personally, I would love to see, I don't know, I don't want to say I want to see awards go away. I think there's a healthy way to measure measure awards and, and say this is good and this isn't great. But at the same time, when, when we're dealing with art, I just think it's really hard to say this is the best when we know art is so contextually bound and it's also just perspective. So, Matt, I want to start with that as my monologue. What are your thoughts? That was one hell of a long monologue. <laughs> I know. You, you teed me <laughs> up. Anyone else listen to, tired of listening to Sam talk? <laughs> That's I'm, it. of course, not. I'm just playing. Um, so I, I, I was like, I was like mid-developing a thought that I was about to write down that I now have <laughs> forgotten. However, I did write down a couple other things. Wonderful. Um, so, and maybe by this train of thought, I will un-derail my last <laughs> derailed train of thought. <laughs> so, do I think that awards are bad? Um, in their pure and authentic nature no how we perceive them of course if you have somebody who has been in this game and literally all they want to do is win a grammy or an award i mean you can go the same for actors and actresses and whatnot and whatever the hell they win and um if you do it to win an award, you're creating uh, a little bit of an awkward feedback loop that in earlier episodes I titled as a then what complex. And you essentially create a very, uh, you create a very like nasty, weird, uh, semi tangible goal. Uh, say like winning a Grammy and that's all you want to do. Okay, well now you win one. You hear that silence? Now what? Now what do you do? So you just like, you're just, you're just kind of living in this like very awkward feedback loop of like, why does this existence like even matter? Like this life is pointless if all we're doing is chasing down like awards and stuff like that for personal validation and stuff like that. And you have like other people who exist in the in the podcast world of today who say you should go ahead and you should go and you should join uh you should be a voting member of the Grammys and you can do it by doing this way and we'll validate you and we'll do this for you and yeah. you can put that on your profile and you can use that to gain customers once again everything that Sam and I preach is 100% against this because it's completely image based and it gets in the soup Yeah. and so all you're doing is you're taking something that doesn't even matter and because people see it as an award show you're essentially using it for your betterment which if you actually authentically win an award good 
there's nothing wrong with um, essentially being accoladed by your peers. There's nothing wrong with that. But there is something wrong to like chase after it or essentially to get into like some weird corner of it, be like, ha, ah, I now vote on this stuff and I'm going to use that as leverage for my client like base coming to me. So it's like, oh, well, he can vote on my record or like he must, he must have some poll or something like mm-hmm. that. So, but it's like the people who actually do win these things, it's like, good for you. And it's like, you see like engineers, like they've invested a shit ton of effort into a lot of this. And they took a record from, like, what was it? <clears throat> I don't think that this is a very publicly said thing, but <laughs> I was talking with a friend whose band uh, essentially went along the same lines as, in, in, in terms of, like, the people who are in the production line or the production chain, uh, the same people who did uh, Casey Musgraves' album, mm-hmm. and the rumor was is that like she just only sang vocals on it, and then the, essentially the producer did everything else. Yeah, and, and then she wins. She wins the Grammy for Album of the Year. Don't get me wrong; I've probably listened to that album a couple hundred times this year. And back in September, I went to uh, I went to a show when she came to town. That's perfectly fine. I love the album. I will support artists all day long and whatnot. But it's like, I think that like the award is going to a lot more than like just like one single face or one single uh, person. Yeah, It's like going out to like a collective of people. So if something is actually like authentically earned and authentically like given to you through like an authentic voting system that I have no problem with an award. Um, I mean, the stuff that I love, and I, I mean, this isn't like anything award-based, but when Sam and I were talking about this earlier today, <laughs> Sam said, uh, you know, all I keep coming up with is like negative things about awards and <laughs> like how it's like, oh, peer-reviewed and uh, is it like a popularity contest and like why do they even exist and stuff like that. And like there, there was a there was a concert that I went to uh, this past summer, and uh, it was a Rolling Stones concert. Just a bunch of seventy year old dudes from England, and uh, you know, mildly famous, <laughs> and <laughs> like something like genuinely like like I like zoned out of the concert. And, or, like, because, like, you were zoned in, now I'm zoned out, like, actually, like, looking around, and it's like, holy shit, this stadium holds 60,000 people. Mm. And I don't know, there might might have been 50 there with, like, the section they had blocked off or something. We'll call it 60 for round numbers. <laughs> like, at this Rolling Stones concert, there were 60,000 people, literally from all different backgrounds, gathered because some 70-year-old British dudes like made a bunch of awesome songs many years ago and we're all able to share in this like incredible mutual experience mm-hmm. and it's like that's deserving of an award right and like that's that really is the only reward that I think everyone should be striving for 
is like you are creating an experience for people yeah. and music is like an experience and music is like an emotional reaction to things. I mean, the mastering engineer sometimes is referred to as the master of first impressions and you can all, and you'll hear the saying, you can only hear a song for the first time once. Mm-hmm. And it's your responsibility essentially to make sure that that next person who's going to listen to this song for the first time, that their first time is as incredible as the artist intends for it to be. So, I mean, that that's really my biggest reward and award is I want to make sure that like what I'm doing and the art that I'm working on is like perceived as the artist wants it to be mm-hmm. and that the impression actually like comes through that it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this is a freaking banger. This is a great song. <laughs> you're listening to you're like, you get your toe tapping. You're like kind of going back and forth. You got a little, yeah, like you, you know, like the heart starts racing. It's like, that's the, I mean, or it's like, if it's like a sad song, like that's how like that like emotion comes over you because it's an actual emotional experience. That's the award to me. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't in my life ever care about winning an award. Yeah. I just I just want to make people like love the music. The art I want the I want the artist to love the music that they made and I want the person who is receiving the music to essentially just fall in love with it as much as the artist has fallen in love with it. Yeah. Or at least experience the same emotion. Yep. So, yeah, that just kind of dawned on me. I was just like looking around at that show. I was like, wow, these people as a collective group probably agree on nothing together. <laughs> like politically, religiously, sociologically, <laughs> anything. Yep. We come from all different backgrounds. But like we're just staring at these like 70-year-old dudes just freaking shred. And it's like for three hours too. <laughs> Probably like the great, like the 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 best concert I've ever been to in my life, and everyone is just watching these guys, just being like, "This is the greatest rock band in the world," and like we're all having that same like mental reaction. Yeah. So, and then they're going off tomorrow, and then packing another sixty thousand person stadium. That that's going to happen again. That's my goal. That's all I really care about. I don't really care about ever winning an award i don't ever care about like being accoladed by my peers that i did a good job it's like i don't need that it's like you can you can save your decencies <laughs> buy me a beer i i don't i'll i'll, I'll put it on my i'll put it on my mantle <laughs> it's okay i'll just put the bottle on on my mantle but i don't need an award i just I literally just want to make people fall in love with what with what they've created yeah. and essentially be proud of like distributing it. And I think like a lot of us like I think Sam agrees with this. I think a lot of y'all who are listening to this also agree with that. Like if you get down into the heart of why you're doing this, it's not to win an award. But there are people out there who are like, Man, if I can win this and if I can uh do this, then I can only get to this next level and I I can put this here and Man, my Instagram will blow up if I post this. It's like, <laughs> fuck that, man. <laughs> right. 
it's such a, like a lowly existence. So as far as what Sam's told me of the whole recording academy and the Grammys and everything, they at least the Nashville chapter, they seem like a bunch of dudes who actually care. And like people who are pushing for like positive legislation and like regulation where there should be. I mean, it's criminal that <laughs> that like crediting is not more of a thing. Right. Like how are we how far are we into like digital music 20 years and we don't have a proper way to credit music this is absolutely retarded <laughs> so not digital music like streaming digital streaming so yeah and so it's like they're doing something in order to like make that a thing and it's like how are all of these places unregulated right so not saying that like well we need more regulation but I mean, if I listen to an album and I'm like, man, I really love this album, I want to go check out who worked on it, see if it's anyone I know or anyone I can look up, and it's like a pop album and I can't even find the <laughs> the liner, not the liner notes, like the credits. It's like, come on, guys. So, I don't know. But yeah, as for as for awards and whatnot, it doesn't really matter to me. Doesn't 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 phase me one way or another. I told uh, I had a beer with a friend of mine, and he's like, "So why are you why are you doing this?" And I was like, "What do you mean? Why am I doing this?" I was like, "I don't really care about the money to do it," and which a lot of people out there are like, "Well, that's good because because <laughs> I don't get a lot." Yeah, it's like I don't really because like like he, this, this other person was like concerned about money, and I said, "You really shouldn't be doing this from like a heart of like." centered around money. Yeah. I feel like if you like invest value into people and you actually give them a service that they value, then that alone like with very minimal advertising on your end will come back full circle and will benefit you and he's like, "Well, why the heck are you doing this?" And I said, "In all honesty, man, it's like there was a there's a philosophical phrase that about the altruist, and I'm not calling myself an altruist, but I do feel like I at least try to relate to this saying is that uh, I'm only happiest when the poorest man in the city rose with gold oars. So Ooh. it's like I want to like invest in people that like I just that I believe in. Yeah. And I just want people and it's like if I do that then I'll tell you that this is what I love about what you're doing and I can see your heart in it and I want to invest in you doing that or it's like just through like them choosing me as a mastering engineer then turning around and like doing the absolute best job that I can and they get their masters back and they're like dude I'm literally in tears mm -hmm. that's all it means to me or that's all it is like that's that's all it's worth right not all it's worth I don't know that's all that matters that's right. what I meant so, as for awards, and you can go shove your Grammy up your Grammy for all I care. <laughs> so, yeah, I just defiled your grandma on this podcast. <laughs> Whatever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, Sam, <laughs> Matt, there's my monologue. Love it. It's great. Where do you stand on awards in our final minutes? Where do I stand? I stand on top of them. They're under my feet. Um, <laughs> I'm above them. I'm above them. 
I'm so good. I'm above awards. Uh, I think, I mean, I I like everything you're saying about when you texted me earlier about being basically in a sea of people at the show and that kind of being the reward or an award and like the purpose of what we do. um, That to me is something that really resonates because I think that is what I, what I value within the recording Academy is when we get together for our meetings, it's not a popularity contest. There's really no ego existent in those meetings. And it's really, we spend our time trying to figure out how do we create community? How do we continue to reshape and reorganize the industry so that everybody has a chance to partake? And I think, you know, for me, like, We've talked about it before, but like the work and the process, like going to those meetings is my award. Um, Doing my work, having people trust me with the music I work on is the award. Um, Partnering with artists, labels, publishers that I love their music and they love what I do. There's nothing better than being a part of an album where everyone has said, now it's time to give this part of the album to this person and they're going to crush it. Like, There's nothing more cool or awarding to me than being a part of projects where people are just free to crush the section they're on, whether they're the songwriter, producer, <laughs> engineer, mixer, mastering, even album art, you know, distribution. When you empower people and let them create... Um, and do what they're best at and let them loose to do that, that to me is always the award that's way more fun and fulfilling to me than being like, oh, it's streamed, got a million streams in the first, you know, few days or something. Like, as I I personally continue to get more tangible measurements of my quote-unquote success 10 years in now, like, I've quickly realized that those things are far less important um, to me than working with great people creating art. Like the money is is important, but not that important. The statistics kind of help us see whether or not what we've created resonates with the general public. Um, but it's not at all what I measure a success, you know, an album success like. It's kind of funny, like at this last meeting, I did have a Grammy Next meeting. I had someone, we were talking about kind of our careers and how we got started. And someone was asking the question to people like, what was your like big break moment to like realize that, you know, somebody gave you a big break or as an artist or someone. And I kind of just paused. And before I answered, I was like, honestly, it's like everyone is my big break from like the first project I ever did. That was a big break. Like the first time you ever do anything, like the first song I ever mastered, it's like a rap song for a no-name artist who is not even doing rap anymore, I know. And it was like a one-off thing. And that was was my big break. Like (laughs) Because up until that point, I had done literally nothing. And I don't always enjoy, in Nashville, there's kind of this thing of people are trying to draw out of you like what you're doing currently that's cool so they might say something like uh what do you what are you most proud about that you're working on right now or tell me something cool you're doing or like what are you most excited about 
And usually that means like, why don't you try, why don't you name drop something that you're working on so I can be impressed or see if I can be a part of it is really kind of what those conversations are about. And I've just initially like, it's very tempting to be like, oh, I'm working on with this label and that label. And they're like, oh, very good. That's great. Very impressive. Oh, okay. But now it's, I just don't view it like that anymore. Like it's all about, I'm, I just tell them what I'm actually excited about. Most of the time, it's projects no one's ever heard of. And I think that's part of, like, for me, like, every artist was not a famous artist at one point. So you just never know, like, what you're working on, whether or not it could win an award. And I think that's something, like, this, the past two years, there's been a few artists that I've worked with um, that were no one, and now they have you know a half million fans you know on Spotify, or they've they've sold you know thirty thousand physical CDs, and that's like a lot, you know. Um, yeah, for a for digital like, era. Yeah, for a digital Selling era. Don't have any physical, and it's like you know when when like now that I see like ten years of work, like there's a bunch of artists. <clears throat> that at the time I would have been like neglected to say I'm excited about them, even though I was, but it just wouldn't be very impressive to mention the no-name band that now they're like kind of semi-famous. And I can say their name and people are like, I know that song. I know that band. Oh, yeah. And that's like kind of what I see now. Like it's hard to determine like if you're in this industry just for awards, it's really hard to even play that game because you just really have kind of no idea what's going to be popular. And that's something I've learned is like a lot of the projects that I thought would do super well backed by a label and then the album gets shelved or something. And you're like, oh, okay. Or you get hired to do something and then the project changes and you thought that was going to be your, your quote-unquote big break and then it doesn't happen. Or... The last couple of years, I have had albums that get to the nomination stage and then they don't make it through, even though so-and-so said, yeah, that's going to make it this time. And it doesn't. And it's kind of like there are other projects where, you know, I didn't think much of it other than I thought, this is a kick-ass album. And I tell the artist, this is awesome. Like, y'all crushed it. This is great. And then two years later, like, it's a big song or a big album. So I think, like, if you're in this for awards or the accolades or the fame or to be able to post on social media, like awards for me are very much now, like I view them as like the end of something. So a lot of our fulfillment in life comes from, and happiness comes from the actual like anticipation of something like the dopamine hit, like searching for clothing is often more fun. If you like clothing, I enjoy shopping. Um, for me, like trying to find the perfect hoodie is more exciting than after I buy the hoodie. It doesn't mean I don't appreciate it or go like, man, I'm glad I have this. But there's always usually like now that I I've you know I've done a lot of projects, it's like doing the work for me is fun. Wrapping it's really fun. When it comes out, it's really fun. But then it's kind of like, oh, well, that's done now. And then you got to hope like another email comes in that someone wants to work with you. <laughs> like it's, mm. it's that cycle. And like once you win a Grammy or win whatever, like 
the next day you wake up and you got to put your pants on or maybe you don't wear pants the next day. Who knows? <laughs> Whatever you're celebrating. But like you have to go back to reality the next day or the, even the later that day and that night after you win the award and you know after the hangover's gone and everybody's gone back, you know, fly back to Nashville or wherever from LA and then you have to pay your mortgage again like that's just how it is and and that to me like I have a lot of friends that have won Grammys now and and that's cool and and they deserve it and they've worked very hard to get those things and but I just know like my relationship with them is I get to see them on a day-to-day basis and it's like they still have to figure out what they're eating for dinner and they still have to uh, pay taxes, and they still have to compete every day, if not even more, when you get to that level, because it just gets more competitive as you go up higher, and it does not get easier. Other than for me, it's gotten easier to manage and kind of navigate it, but it's definitely more competitive the higher up you get. Um, so, for me to wrap, like, I love awards. I think they're cool. I think maybe they're getting like oversaturated over time. That maybe they're potentially losing their mm-hmm. luster. Um, and I think that if you're going after something, you can just show off a physical material thing that you can put on your wall or show off to people or use that to just make yourself feel cool. Then I know based on the history of mankind, that you're probably miserable as a human. <laughs> like, I just, hmm. <laughs> we have that documented. Almost like every, like half the stories and half the movies we have are people going after things that they think will make them happy, that are tangible things, and they get the thing, and then they're unhappy. And that's not everybody, but it's, I mean, it's part of my story of like, four years ago when I started making really good money, and it was no longer like, oh, are we going to pay bills or anything? It was like, we have plenty. It That's when I actually made my whole life change because I realized like I had been chasing the money, which is kind of all you can focus on sometimes when you're first starting because the reality is you do have bills to pay and you do have responsibilities and you do want to eat. But one of the questions I ask people, and I know, Matt, you and I have talked about it, I asked you, is like, what do you do when you have the money? So say you're doing this, like you're really going to do music, you're working on it. Within 10 years, you're probably going to be making a full-time living off music. If you're really giving it a go and being diligent, forming relationships, just like any startup company, like if you've got a decent product and you're not an absolute dick, like you will probably make money on this and find yourself in a career within 10 years. And then when you start making that money that you thought you would never make or never would be possible, you kind of get to this, at least for me, I hit, it was like this sigh of relief. But Matt, I think you said it once, and I could be wrong, but it was like stressed with money and stressed without money. And Oh, that was an old business partner. Yeah, that to me, (laughs) when we talked about that, it blew my mind because I have, that summarizes like so, like my career and a lot of other people in Nashville is like, man, I was stressed out when I couldn't pay the bills, and now that I have more to pay the bills, now I'm stressed out more that I have money. Like, what do I do with it? Well, is because it gonna keep money, coming? like, 
like it's like oh well if i can only get to i don't know let's just go in round numbers and terms that everyone uses i just want to get six figures i want a six figure home studio yeah well you know what it's not really that much money right especially if it's a gross income right because then you got all your expenses to pay and all the other stuff and it's like my wife and i will uh i mean we live in a we live in a pretty nice neighborhood and it's like but there's always that like nice 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 side of the of the <laughs> of the neighborhood and you just like kind of like look and everything and like anytime that we end up thinking about that it's just like you know what i don't want to know the problems that someone who has that much money has yeah, <laughs> and that's just what I keep saying. It's like I don't want to know the BS problems that dude has to put up with. Yeah, so that's like what like, I'll tell um, you though. Like there is, ne- there will never be enough money. Yeah, you will always chase it. It's like whether you're making. I mean, the worst year I ever had running a business, um, many many years ago, uh, I was living on my own. I made eleven thousand dollars in a year. Um, I was dating my wife at the time and it was probably one of the most fun years for us in our relationship is when we made next to no money. She had her own business too. So we were both equally poor. Um, she had just started hers. Um, and it's like now I'm making substantially more than $11,000. It's like, you're, you're, you're going to find shit to spend money on. Give me a break. It's like, there will never be enough money. So just stop chasing it now. Stop making it a goal. So I do, however, plan on having a podcast uh, later in season three, maybe earlier, I don't know. But it will be about how to actually teach you how to like create like a wealth generating mechanism. And it'll be it's one of the uh, one of the CFOs from my other company. Uh, I asked him if he wouldn't mind being a guest on our podcast and we'll do a business 101. But yeah. essentially the premise will be um, how to take a hobby and turn it into a business, which a lot of you are either in a hobby or trying to make it a business. Um, how to essentially grow that legally and how to do it the right way. And then how to actually then take that, turn it into a wealth generating mechanism no, not no e-course, no BS. This is like the long road on how to do it right. Right. And then essentially how to like create a legacy. Yeah. Like a financial legacy. So it'll be a good episode. That's going to be so, great. Stop chasing awards. It's stupid. <laughs> but if you get them, enjoy and it. you get it authentically through not a popularity contest and all that stuff, good for you because you definitely deserve it. Right. That's kind of what I say, like, when we can wrap, but, you know, there's a lot of people who lack confidence in this industry or I even run into people that don't want to say what they've done because they think it'll come off as cocky, but it's one of those things where I always tell people, I'm like, who else did the work? Like, you, you did it. I didn't do it. Like you're the one who showed up to the session. I wasn't at the session. Yeah, you're the one who had to 
edit everything. Like you're the one who did these things, whether big or small. And usually I do tell people, like if you actually won an award, like that's freaking incredible because mm-hmm. you were a part of the team legitimately if you, you know, if it actually legitimate wins an award. There is on some level like you did something for that and you did it and no one else did. Um if that's the honest truth of what happened. <laughs> I know there's definitely been times where people have gotten looped into awards that they did literally did nothing and they it's just like the buddy award. Yeah. That does happen. The buddy award. And that like Oh my gosh. I just said that. I don't is that that's a funny thing. <laughs> That's a funny thing. Please, somebody make award. some type of drawing of yes. the Buddy Award. The Buddy Award is the award where you find out you have been nominated for a Dove Award, more so in the Doves this happens, unfortunately. I know it's happened. Is Then you go, oh, so-and-so is actually a producer. We need to add them on to the credits here. And then they win and get to be nominated. Okay, producer. so I know how the Buddy Award looks now. Yes. So you've seen the movie Elf. Yes. Buddy. Oh my gosh. So like when he's yes. like when he's like screaming with like his like arms by his side. Yes. Losing his mind as a pointy hat. That's the that buddy award. Shiny gold on a little placard plate. That is the buddy award. <laughs> if anybody when you out get there, a, when you get an award for doing absolutely nothing. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> when you were the engineer on an album that won an artwork award. <laughs> yes. That's my buddy award. Here's, here's the buddy award. I want that buddy award. <laughs> we'll have to that'll be in the merch store next year just in time for the Grammys <laughs> I love it okay that's funny oh man getting good merch ideas uh, people hold us accountable to these ideas find me a trophy shop I mean as long as we keep made. breaking even on the merch well, I'm down to keep making merch but yeah if we break even on stuff I'll keep making it <laughs> so okay. with that said that's all buy I got. the merch Sam at this point has queued up a track from It's pizza. Drop the P at a B. B I Z Z A. Beezabeats.com. Go buy Sam's Beats. Buy my beats. Beat. They're really pretty good. We, I think this episode will be like 56 or 57. I don't know. Um, but we have not repeated a tune once. We have not. That is because of Sam's great beat making. I also have a really dirty joke. <laughs> that I think you should have a competition of the people who make all this music and you should call it a <laughs> off. <laughs> that might get edited out. But I just I've always like forgotten to tell you, Sam. That's that a would good be... <laughs> joke, man. That's strong. It's disgusting. You know. Anyway. <laughs> With that said, we should wrap before our podcast gets taken down. It won't be taken down for that. It won't be taken down for that. Might lose some right. audience, though. Whatever. Anywho, morning, afternoon, evening, whatever you're having, have a darn good one. Sam, Matt, cue the music. Cueing the Grammy Award music. <laughs> Winning. I'm going to make a theme song. Submit it there. <laughs> it sounds like super like thematic. Yes. Anywho. Bye. Bye. Bye.